0: Hey, Joe. Yes, Scott. (laughs) You go back, Jack. I don't want to do your dirty work no more. Roll out the bones and raise up your pitcher. I am another gentleman loser. Talking about a world where all is free. Are you gathering up the tears? You know there's fire in the hole. Brooklyn owes the charmer. If you want to get through the years, you turn that heartbeat over again. On episode 11 of Stealing in the Dead!
1: Times are hard. You're afraid to pay the fee. So you find yourself somebody who can do the job. You,
2: you worked hard on that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate the effort. That was, uh, your, that was a little, little, uh, little piece of poetry right there.
0: Oh, thanks, man. I did yeah. it just for you. Thanks. Uh, I am Scott Beckett.
2: And I'm, I'm Joe McElhaney. And, dun-dun-dun-dun! Yeah.
3: I'm Lauren Serpa.
0: And I'm Josh Wright.
3: We did
1: it! We got guests! What?
3: what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's right, we classed up the joint. Um, we mentioned last uh, episode that we are here to do a wrap-up episode of Camp not a Thrill. We've done it. We've done an episode about every track on this album. And now we're here to do a bit of a retrospective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we needed an assist. We needed some uh, credibility. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so sure. we brought in... Uh, Two ringers.
2: Yeah, two uh, musical experts, musical educators, people educated in music, sharing their knowledge with the world. I teach my kids a lot about stealing. <laughs>
3: yeah. Rule number one, stealing it in. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Um, we know Josh and Lauren uh, through our exploits at the Coalition Theater. They perform together as uh, sweet, sweet angel babies. Yep. And Very, in Gossip Badge as well. And in, and in Gossip Badge as well, plug. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they're super knowledgeable about music. We don't know if they're knowledgeable about Steely Dan yet, to be to determined. Out, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we're excited. Can excited I ask to something have you guys. Real quick? Yep. Yeah. When
3: you say, do you mean you did a single episode? You did an episode per song? Mm-hmm.
4: Yes. Whoa. Yes. I can tell you don't listen to the podcast.
3: <laughs> I was afraid I was giving that. Out when I was going to ask that. But I <laughs> so also, not. had to know. <laughs> yes. but I'm going to start listening today.
2: Like. No, no, you don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> I specifically uh, said, don't worry if you've never heard, heard yeah. the pod before. It's not
0: required. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I will say. Uh, obviously our our rabid dozens and dozens of listeners um uh, know this but uh for your benefit we don't just talk about um steely dan so like on a typical episode the week before we would have said hey next week we're doing reeling in the years that song makes me think of blah and then joe says that song makes me think of blah usually a movie but sometimes a book or a song or something and so like we, we always talk about the song and then two other things
3: Cool.
2: So we usually only talk about the song for about twenty minutes. Yeah, but our episodes sometimes reach over two hours long. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so it's
3: like book club but with music. Exactly. Yeah. Well wow,
2: Yeah, that's yeah. that should be our tagline.
0: Like, <laughs> like book club but with music. Yeah, Lauren Serva. Yeah, we're gonna credit you on the poster. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and with us as always is the stalwart, the faithful, the technically uh, masterful, uh, the man on the ones and twos, producer Dakota.
2: Yo. Yeah He is yeah. currently sitting behind an electric drum set. Looking uh, like
0: a captain <laughs> on the prow of his ship. Exactly. Commodore. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, typically we would ask Producer Dakota what he thought of the song that he typically had heard just for the first time. But uh, obviously we're doing something a little different here. But uh, Producer Dakota, it's been we've been at this for several months now. Uh, you've gone from uh, uh, only the faintest knowledge of Steely Dan to having been steeped in at least the first debut album of Steely Dan for several months now. Uh, how's your journey with Steely Dan been so far?
1: been a really cool journey.
0: I feel like I learned a lot along the way. Don't tell us what you learned. We're going to save that for the end. I like it now. Nice. I didn't like it before.
1: It took a long time for me to like it.
0: Do
2: do you listen to Steely Dan when you're not working on show stuff?
0: I would never do that. Good.
2: Good. We want to keep that pure.
0: Cool. Um, so we've got we've we've got a bit of a layout sketched out here, but um, basically we're just going to talk about uh, about the album uh, "Can't Buy a Thrill," released in 1972, the debut album by uh, Steely Dan. Uh, so yeah, we wanted to start with uh, 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 level setting a bit with uh, with Josh and Lauren. What was your guys' exposure to experience with feelings about Steely Dan before uh, Joe reached out to you about appearing on the podcast?
3: I never listened to it on purpose before. But I, as, like, going through this, I was like, oh, okay, I do, I know a couple of these songs. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, like, I don't know, years back, I subbed in with that band Sh- Three Sheets to the Wind. Yeah. The Yacht Rock band mm-hmm. on saxophone. And I'm pretty sure that we played some Steely Dan songs. Nice. Yeah.
0: Math checks out for sure. Uh, anybody in Richmond will know Three Sheets for the win- uh, to the Wind. Uh, folks outside of Richmond, they are a very successful, like, 80s music band.
3: Yeah
4: yeah um well i kind of have two thoughts about this but first steely dan specifically i i never listened to them on purpose either and when i was listening to this album i was like oh i didn't know that was steely dan yeah but um i played in a jazz big band for uh, like five years and our director would compose steely dan charts for a big band and we play them i couldn't tell you which ones we played but i did play them. <laughs> right on <laughs> none nothing from this album i don't remember okay <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I don't recall. but i in a bigger context i always want i, I know you probably covered in the podcast but i wonder how people hear about like a band like steely dan because for me like um for podcast listeners like my parents are deaf so i never heard music from like Generations before me, yeah, until later. If that, right. like, I never listened to like my parents' music, right? So I always wonder, you know. And for other people, like, oh, did you come see the Dan or you know a band like that later, or
2: you got it from your parents or, or a right. brother or sister or something? Which like was that. certainly
0: my story. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think uh, I don't know if it was like my dad sat me down and was like, "You got to hear this, son," but <laughs> just kind of. <laughs>
1: so dan, I, ha-
2: I have a couple of, like stoner aunts who are big uh steely dan heads <laughs> yeah. so
3: we listen to a lot of music like it you know like all the stuff that was happening like a lot of billy joel and like elton john stuff you know beach boys but yeah steely dan was a nun like on purpose in the house but i know it was on the radio you know
2: yeah. yeah uh i guess in general what where where do you guys' tastes lie like what Right. On an average, uh, in an average week, what kind of music are you guys listening to? Well, these days I
4: listen to a lot of like what I would classify as like indie pop or indie rock. That's probably where I'm mostly at yeah. these days.
3: Yeah, that, pretty much me too. And then like a little hip hop and some like R and B. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So this is a little little outside the usual. Uh, yeah. Usual jams, but it it
3: was really cool to be um, asked to do this because it's been a long time since I like sat down and listened to a whole record all the way through and like I didn't do anything else. I was just listening to everything that I was hearing and not thinking about anything else. It was kind of like meditative. I was like, oh man, I should do this more. Yeah, yeah.
4: And thinking about being a music school person, I think when I was younger, like I had such strong opinions about music. You know, like this is good and this is bad. And then you're just like analyzing music in college. Well, and now I feel like I've come back around like an opposite way of like, you don't have to have a reason you enjoy. You know, it doesn't have to be like a, mm. a specific technical. You can just be like, I like that song, and that's fine. Right.
1: Yes, yeah.
4: So, is that? I feel like now I'm way better at being like, you know what? Uh, I can appreciate the, you know, what went into this, but it's not for me. Instead of being like, that
1: sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. There's
2: I've, I've found that as I get older, there's less. Uh, not posturing and but like it feels like my taste doesn't have to be so adamantly defended anymore <laughs> yeah. yeah which it never really had to be but it seemed really important to me for a while to be able to be kind of like have opinions about shit
0: yeah,
3: Yeah, I was thinking that before coming on, because I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to sound like a pretentious idiot talking about this stuff, you know? You and usually I was like, do. oh, this is... <laughs> 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 uh, um- <laughs> but I was like, oh, these are my opinions. I'm allowed to have opinions. Yeah, totally. Yeah, who cares?
0: And to your point, Lauren, what you were saying about, like, not like very often intentionally sitting down and like listening to music, like with like, that's the focus. Right. Um, I think I won't speak for uh, Joe, but like something that I've discovered as we've been doing this is like these songs that I thought I knew pretty well, like as a guy, like I would have told you before we started doing this, like the reason we started doing this podcast was like, I am a Steely Dan fan. Um, my, uh, because I never, even though like I was like, I'm a Steely Dan fan. I'm going to like make a point of listening to this music often. Um, I still hadn't done that of, like, let me really, like, take this in and, like, focus on it. And, like, my opinion on a lot of these songs has changed uh, from having done that, so... Yeah. I agree.
4: Did, did y'all listen to this album in headphones? Uh, yeah. Did you not listen to it in headphones? No, I did ask, oh, okay. because uh, <laughs> I think, especially with this album, it's, like, very interesting to hear it. Um,
3: in different contexts.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah I actually... Um, I was... Uh, so I listened to the song in, in, or to the album kind of in pieces I mean I listened to some of it at school like in my planning time and some in my car and then uh but I listened to the final two songs on earbuds last night and mm. they're my running earbuds and one of them doesn't work <laughs> and I I like my general first impression of whatever song it was I wrote it down um it was like, wow, it sounds like they had a leftover intro and a leftover song. And they're like, well, I don't know, just put them together. And then I was like, I don't know, I have to try to listen to this in a different way. And I put on headphones and I was like, oh, the first four bars of the verse are only in the right ear. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't make any sense at all if you don't hear it in headphones. Right. Or if you only hear it with one, you yeah.
1: know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah I don't know how much research you guys did um uh, and hopefully none right um we didn't want you guys to have like do a bunch of homework to get on this podcast, but um look better than us <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> who do a cursory
2: Wikipedia look every week uh...
0: <laughs> but all to say like um one thing that Steely Dan is like no- are known for is being like technical perfectionists and like being like studio nerds and like being really into the engineering and stuff
3: and that's clear, I'd yeah. say yeah,
4: oh yeah, listen to that I was like everyone's really good at their instrument,
2: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah cool they're, they're uh they're super uh anal about their they
0: fucking getting it right
2: that's
3: yeah. yeah
0: um yeah i don't know any other i'll we'll open up the floor for like general opening thoughts or comments that you guys want to throw out there before we start digging into the album
1: proper joshua <laughs> Personal philosophies,
4: favorite cuisines. I don't know. Well, uh, just like a general thought about the album, I I would say it grew on me. Mm. Yeah. The three times I listened to it today. <laughs> yeah. I like I went into something where I was like Gosh. But then when I would go back I'd be like, Oh it's getting my it's getting in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm it's yeah. a parasite.
3: That, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, is
1: a virus. It's I went into, virus. into it
3: and I was like I'm probably not going to really like this, but I'll do it, you know? Yeah. And then um I kept finding myself like what last night I was singing what's this the dirty something? Dirty work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dirty work yeah, like dirty over something. and over <laughs> and over I just kept singing it and then this morning I woke up singing uh reeling in the ears and Yeah. Um uh, Reggie my boyfriend he was just like, "Oh, all right. Now, now <laughs> we're, we're having now? now we're waking up to Steely Dan." <laughs> um
2: did you guys have like any uh you said you thought at first that you weren't going to like it. So did you have like an idea of what Steely Dan was before we start? Like um like a preconceived notion of what it was going to be like?
3: Mm, no.
2: Okay. Yeah
4: well you know i always feel like i hear the word jazz rock when you talk about steely dan and just from this album
1: mm.
4: well it's like one, it's one of those funny things where it's like if someone does something that's not just these four chords they call it jazz right mm-hmm. you know and i feel like sure like these people probably know how to play jazz mm-hmm. but i feel like I, I would not be like this is jazz rock
3: no yeah i thought the same thing i was like what jazz
4: yeah. Well, also because it has like saxophones and st- you know and horns and stuff. Oh,
3: so yeah. immediately that's jazz. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm going to probably end up being, like, the defender of the band this episode, which I don't really – it doesn't matter. Like, you guys, it's totally fine to, like, not care about Steely Dan. But, like, I was – like, it's true that, like, even when this album came out, the jazz rock thing was already getting thrown around, but their albums do get progressively jazzier. Like, I would say, like, before you write them off as, like, not at all jazzy, like, check out some of the later albums.
2: Yeah, they get get, uh, more – they move more into that – Yeah. Uh, Later on.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Give me an example of a jazz rock song. Uh, (laughs) What's a definitive jazz? Other than Steely Dan. (laughs) Yes. Oh, Oh. that's
0: a great point. Who? I mean, we talked about this on one of the earlier episodes. It's like I think typically when people say jazz rock, they usually it it's like other than Steely Dan, it's more leaning on the jazz side. Like it's more fusion stuff. Yeah. Like Hmm. Mahavishnu Orchestra or
4: Pat Metheny sure yeah I don't know um,
3: he's jazz
4: yeah but he has some rockish stuff okay right. well that's what I'm saying I am try- I don't know what it is is what I'm saying
2: what I'm trying <laughs> to define this for myself
3: define yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, that's a great and difficult question I, <laughs> to that just that throw I don't everyone
3: on the spot uh, um, I mean
0: it's it, producer it, it, Dakota what is it <laughs> <jazz> about <laughs> <No idea. laughs> I mean it was, I, like I said on I can't remember which episode we had this discussion but like my p- posit at the time which I am completely unqualified uh, musically to justify is that Steely Dan and again this is mostly talking about later stuff but like Steely Dan is the most successful jazz rock in that like it feels like jazz at times and it, still, it feels like rock and roll at times like everything else to my ear like everything else that I hear in that category is like a jazz song with an electric guitar you know
2: I, I think a Steely Dan example that just popped in my head, and this is from a later album, uh, is like Your Gold Teeth or something like right. that. Right, yeah.
0: Um, uh, or like Time Out of Mind. No, no, not time no out of mind. That's, that's not
1: the one
2: I'm That's more of. fun. Um, that sounds
1: familiar. Yeah. Is,
2: jazz, is jazz rock not fun? Oh, no. It, <laughs> it, it can be if I can think of what the hell it is. Um, yeah. uh, from this I album, back. I... I maybe only a fool would be the closest thing the the fifth track
3: do you know that off the top of your head that that's the fifth track
2: yeah yeah I mean, we do we song. do it's song by song <laughs> that's right
1: <laughs> I, I will say
2: at the top that going into like i was like oh i have to listen to can't buy a thrill which used to be like no big deal i'll listen to can't buy a thrill i was kind of dreading going and listening to it after like Yes. Going song by song through <laughs> it, we spent
0: a lot of time with these songs. At this yeah, point. Um, yeah. I don't know what the jazziest. I don't. Know, I don't know what I would call the jazziest song on this one. Like maybe "Do It Again" or well, yeah, "Fire in the Hole." Some of the piano, like when the band kind of. Oh yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Funky
3: um, piano at the beginning.
2: Yeah, there's there's a jazz touch there, ragtimey. Yeah,
1: I like
3: that. Well, I
4: feel like "Do It Again" is one of the. What, this is my jazz person coming
2: out, where it's yeah. like. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, uh, jazz, Josh, Jazzy Josh right. Oh, this is what, out. Jazzy this Josh. is what this is what we want. We want we want jazz person Josh to come out. Yeah, yeah. What,
4: well like Do It Again has that Latin American, you know, mm-hmm. like music influence right. into it. And I'm like, they just lumped that into jazz. But you know jazz groups right. do play that. But it's like is yeah yeah so is it jazz rock is it Latin American
0: influenced yeah yeah fair and rock like, <laughs> yeah same thing because like only a fool would say that is really like bossa nova it's not like jazz yeah as soon as I yeah. said it I was like yeah, I kind of was like oh that's, that's that's why I said that jazzy you know? yeah, yeah, I mean Stan yeah. Getz did a famous bossa nova record like yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's like intertwined well, right with I mean jazz, like, yeah. the borders are very fuzzy but yeah 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 cool well we're, we're already sort of getting into it so like uh, uh let's let's officially declare our intentions so um we were starting with general impressions
2: oh i when you said declare our intentions i was like i think i want to be a better person <laughs> <laughs> just in general meditate more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. my life journey is to define jazz <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we're off God, to a good I hope start that's i guess
3: because i spent a lot of time with you
0: yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, cool. Um, so uh, we'll uh, we'll start with our guests. We'll be polite hosts. Uh, does anybody feel adamant or about going first or second? Lauren,
3: <laughs> Josh, um, I, I I loved. There are so many like fun vocal harmonies that I really liked, and I found myself singing along a lot. You know, because. There's a lot of repetition in the songs, so, you know, by the end I was singing along. And um, I loved a lot of the the horn involvement in there. That was fun. I kind of giggled at some of the percussion stuff, you know, (laughs) like... uh, what song were we just talking about there's like do it again there's yeah. like this uh, wind chime it sounds like it's in someone's yes. hand yes you know what I'm talking about it's like about? they dropped it well it's like yeah like they don't want it to make too much sound and they're like oh no, no you weren't supposed to make any sound well actually that's kind of nice so they're just like crunching it around in their hand or something you know <laughs> and it happens a few times so I'm like oh they wanted that I yeah, mean, very. Imp- I feel it like this is
4: very right. improv, where they were like, did it once by accident, and then they're like, I got to do it again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a little like kabbasa, like solo section later, you know. And I was, I don't know, I was, I'm particularly attuned to that. Yeah. Because of
0: is that a music joke?
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't supposed right. to be. You know, I don't think in puns or anything.
0: Hmm. So generally. Fun, kind of fun, kind of interesting.
3: Kind of fun, kind of interesting. Couple songs I, you know, was like, ah, eh, these are fine. But yeah. yeah, generally, it was it was enjoyable.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I girl on the exact same page as Lauren. Where again, I grew on me. Like that, I listened to it. I was like, this is fine. Yeah. And then the more I listened to it, there was things I found that I was like, oh, I really like this about the bit. You know, like again, I was yeah, I really like the harmonies. I love vocal harmonies. Yep. And that you can tell they spend a lot of time. Thinking about those, mm-hmm. and I really yeah. like the electric gut- the guitar player a lot, yeah. and that's one of my primary
3: in- instruments is guitar. Mm-hmm. Right. I have to differ with you there because by by like the sixth song, I was like, so much whiny guitar, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then like piano would happen. I'd be like, oh, piano. Nice.
4: Well, nice. so I was annoyed by the piano.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think I just prefer. I don't know. Maybe I just prefer the sound of a piano over like a yeah. Just the way it's just like... Meow, 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 meow. I don't know. Something yeah. about also, it, uh, you know, like, it. Was, like, 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 mow, was mow, it mow, mow, mow. the
2: solos? like Yes. Just, like, yeah.
3: uh, like I, I wrote several times in my notes like, oh, great, another guitar solo.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, what a great
2: guitar solo. Here comes the piano <laughs> <laughs> solo that I don't want to listen to. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and these are our opinions.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it, It's worth noting that uh, Steely Dan is two guys. I mean, there are other... The, I looked it up on
3: Wikipedia so I would know. A
2: a lot of other people in the band, but uh, Donald Fagan, the guy who sings on most of the tracks and everything, he's a uh, a piano player, keyboardist. And then uh, the other guy's a bass player. And then they have a couple different guitarists on the album that, uh, like, mostly, at this point, I guess they were a band. Mm -hmm. um later on they just have like session guitar like every song on the album will have different people playing
0: on it uh although right interesting like even at this point they had session players there was like a core five or six which included two guitar players denny diaz and jeff uh skunk baxter um but then even then like the solos on or at least the the big solo on reeling in the years is elliot randall who was a hitman um the the jazzy percussion a lot of the like hand drums and stuff on um dirty work is victor feldman who's like a legit jazz guy who like played with miles and stuff right mm-hmm.
1: wow. yeah
0: um so like even at this time they were bringing in hitmen um uh but yeah it's funny when you guys like i was getting a little sick of the guitarist it's like what well, you're talking about three guys <laughs>
1: oh yeah
0: <laughs> um, but like there is there is i noticed like listening back to the
2: album i was like oh they're really like yeah there's, there's a structure to the songs where it's like every song is going to culminate yep. in a solo. Yeah. Um, which I is, I guess, at the time that was...
3: Well, that's common. not weird in general. Yeah. 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 But sometimes it's like... Uh, uh, another guitar. You know?
4: There's one song that had like four different piano tracks on it at the same time. I was like, well, all right, we got four different things going on with this piano. <laughs> do,
2: do you remember which song it was?
4: Nah, I can't remember. It might have been uh, Do It Again or Dirty Work or... One of those, okay, but oh yeah, but thinking about like the form of the songs, yeah. I think that's what made it hard for me at first to listen to this as a whole album was that they all are pretty much the same yeah. form of like it's verse, intro chorus, verse, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, always a piano intro, or <laughs> and then there's some guitar riffs later that I was like, all right, all right, um, but. <laughs> it would always be you know verse chorus verse and then probably a solo and how many tracks 10, ten. yeah yep. eight out of the 10 fade out yep
1: have fade out yeah, no, i now. noticed
4: that because oh. i was like they just were jamming and they didn't have into the song and they were like we gotta fade it out yeah i never
0: uh never noticed that um yeah
3: shit. just vamping again
0: <laughs> Yeah. Uh I was going to say well I was going to say um it's funny like I was having that same thought I was, like as I was digesting the album as a whole finally after going through song by song I was like oh yeah like there really is like a guitar solo in every song I was like well except for fire in the hole and I was like nope there's a pedal steel solo. <laughs> <laughs> a really good pedal steel solo yeah,
1: in, yeah, in it's totally my
0: book it. but yeah. it's
2: interesting to hear you say that like um the album like the songs kind of blur together right cuz I I guess because we looked at each one mm-hmm. track by track in isolation, I almost like my impression when I listened to the whole album again was like like this is less an album than a collection of songs. Yep. Like I, I like looked at other albums that came out in nineteen seventy two that I like and it's like Ziggy Stardust, uh uh Cans E. G. Bamyasi Uh, miles davis is on the corner the first roxy music album they all feel like albums to me where it's like this is an atmosphere this is a vibe and like there may be variety in the songs but it's all this like main thing um it's almost like going to a place
3: like a theme kind of
2: yeah and with this like i think that i hear do it again and i'm like I'm trying to listen to the album like I don't know what's gonna happen, <laughs> right? But I'm like, oh, this has got kind of like a lurid vibe. This is gonna be like, oh, it's like atmospheric. This is gonna be a mood album, yeah. and then like the mood keeps shifting for me. And it's like I, I think later on some of their albums are like, or really every album after this is it feels more like an album to me. Yeah. Um Even the next the next one, uh, Countdown to Ecstasy. It's a lot of different uh styles of song but there's like a continuity uh a consistency to it this feels more like a hodgepodge to me yeah so i i almost think of it as like they're trying out all these different styles but i guess like the structures of the songs are so similar mm-hmm. um that i can see it like sounding a bit samey yeah. um but yeah i don't know that's that's my like overall thesis on the album is it's it's a
0: collection of songs it's yeah, it feels like a group of guys, like, throwing everything they got against the wall and see what yeah. sticks.
4: Well, I think that's what, what, when I got to enjoy it more, was when I listened to the whole thing and then, like, I was like, well, I kind of like these songs. I'm going to listen to these two songs. And then I was like, I think that's what made me like more when I, like, narrowed in more than trying to, you know, mm-hmm. just listen to the whole thing. I was like, what is it about these two songs that sticks out to me? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah,
2: I totally agree with you, you know, thinking it sounds like a collection of songs. Right. Which is fine. I guess that's like a mode of album is just having like, and at this point they were kind of figuring out: are we going to be like songwriters? Are we going to be like a band? Like what? What's the deal? So it makes sense that they would throw out kind of a sampling of yeah. everything they can do. Um, right. But there's part of me that's like, I just want it to be like, I want to keep that do it again mood flowing the whole the whole time. You right. know, I want I want to be immersed in this. Um,
0: yeah. Weird. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, Going to move on to uh, uh, best and worst. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Favorite favorite
0: tracks. Favorite, favorite tracks. Least favorite tracks.
4: Oh yeah, I found uh, I found which one has. It said ten keyboards. It's in dirty <laughs>
2: work. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I guess there's oh, like, the... a, like
0: an organ and a piano and you know yeah. synthesizer and. Well, that's <laughs> the one that like like that was the one that you thought th- thought it said nausea organ, but it turned out it was actually some specific reference to a.
2: Oh no, that was uh, that was do it again. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah
0: yeah i guess there is a lot
2: like i don't think of that song as like cluttered by a lot of instrumentation but i guess there is a lot going on in it uh yeah yeah
4: well i um, i know this is tangent we're about to switch over no but i mean i think because they're so good they're like obviously really good studio musicians yeah and whoever how they recorded it is like so well done i think you don't get that it's like overwhelming so many different parts mm-hmm. because it's so well recorded right mm-hmm. like if it wasn't as good of a band or good of an engineer i think you would be like man there's like 500 things going on but because whoever recorded it is so technically good at what they're doing i think that's where it's like you know that's why it works yeah
2: yeah there's some restraint to it it's not not cluttered
1: yeah
0: yeah
2: Weird. All right. Best
0: stuff, worst stuff,
3: Favorites <clears throat>
2: Yeah, let's let's start with favorites. We'll go we'll do a little round
0: table of uh, favorites.
3: I had a tie. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh. Oh, gosh. I think I wrote this wrong.
0: Yeah, and if you want to do, like, a top three, that's fine. Okay. It's like, well, we do, you, I have... you don't have to, like, choose, you know. Yeah.
3: Well, I'm surprising myself, because last night I wrote something different than what I thought was my favorite, but... <laughs> I'm listening now. Um, I said Reeling in the Years, and I said Change of the Guard, which is surprising, because I wonder if I meant to write dirty work, because that song I've been singing a lot. I've been singing both of those, but I guess last night I really enjoyed Change of the Guard.
1: Hmm. Right on.
3: What are my notes over there on Change of the Guard? Oh, I just said it's such a happy-sounding song. I like the keys at the beginning. There's, like, the little tambourine, spicing it up. There's some fun <laughs> spicy stuff tambourine. in there. I know. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, I live, I live with... My house is
1: full of tambourine all the time. Yeah. If you listen, you can
3: hear it. It's the Oh, I said I actually really liked this energetic guitar solo. This is my favorite guitar solo on this tra- this whole album. Oh, wow. I think. And um, I just said it sounds like a soundtrack for a joyful moment in your day. Mm. Yeah. Josh?
4: <laughs> well, faves? what I wrote about Change of Guard doesn't stick with me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was our verdict at the episode. I think we're
3: completely opposite here.
4: Well, I would say I was I had that like uh younger me become I'd be like I don't want it to be one of the singles. That's my favorite. I want to find a new oh, one. I, know. I, know. I, know. Know. I like but Reeling in the, the year is, is, the is things you think is my favorite. I can
1: understand. Are you reeling in the years? Stowing away the time. Are you gathering
4: of my <laughs> least favorite. Oh, well, go, we'll go do least favorite Oh, sorry, sorry. Next. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. well, also, um, Kings really grew on me. Mm. At first, me, I did Me it, and Josh are going to be buds. <laughs> yeah. I, at first, I was like, I don't know if I like this song. There's one rhyme in it that bugs me, but other than that. What is it? Well, Richard and Pitcher. We
3: say-
1: <laughs> they say
4: they say richer, oh my God, I mean, I know Richard's hard to rhyme with, okay, I'm yeah, not yeah. a a, songsmith, a lyricist. <laughs> but Richard, and they Richard. say richer, yeah, to, but anyways, <laughs> I, that song really grew on me, I think as as a song tight, yeah,
3: I don't think I listened to any of the words i don't I don't ever listen to words of song, so yeah, I always just hear like the instruments, yeah,
2: yeah, what what uh you both said real and in the years what what is it about that uh that song
3: i think just because it's familiar yeah you know i did say um that the guitar solos make me feel like i work in a music store
0: (laughs) (laughs) no stairway
3: you know people just come in and they're noodling around on guitars you know yeah yeah and that's what they're playing
4: well that's like i love the guitar tone and the the tones in that song right and i love the back and forth guitar riffs yeah and there's like some studio stuff they're doing the guitars where it's like They'll be playing the same thing and it's harmonized or, you know, it's like, um, it's the same thing exactly and just changed with the effect or whatnot. And I was like, oh, I love that sound. And then the chorus just
2: gets in your head the harmonies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Scott, what's uh? What was your? I mean, I, I guess for us, yeah, like, was, what what was it? What were your favorites before we started looking at things?
0: Or for sure, yeah. Like, I definitely wanted for us to talk about like the biggest movers. Both, yeah, ways. yeah. Um, I'd be really hard pressed at this point to like pick a favorite. Um, I'm kind of in the same bucket as Josh, and like that, like I part of me doesn't want to say Reelin' in the Years, but I think it's Reelin' in the Years. I think I don't, I don't. I'm not that hesitant to say I think Reelin' in the Years is the best song on the album. Um, it's the most rocking it's like the best toe tapper I think Mm -hmm. Um, it does a lot of stuff it's the one where I really like when Donald Fagan somebody described his like lyric delivery in this as Mm Dylan-esque the way it's like it's not you know it's a little more like syncopated stumbly like kind of tumbling along instead of being like right on the beat Mm -hmm. Um, I'm saying this now without having like listened to the whole album for this but I think this is really the only song on this album that he does that um and then yeah like everything josh said i love doubled guitar lines i love the the fact that there there's like this kind of conversation between those three different solos and stuff like that um but like outside of that um if i didn't pick reeling in the years i don't know well yeah i mean let's just move on to like the biggest movers for me i think midnight cruiser is one that i just completely slept on until we started this project and now i love it Mm -hmm. um and fire in the hole is another one that like I I don't even know if I could have named that song uh, before. Uh, uh, that's the really piano one. Um, uh, that one they, they, I think those round out my top three. Um, yeah, Reeling in the Years, Midnight Cruiser, and Fire in the Hole.
2: Yeah, I I Do It Again and Reeling in the Years I think are like they're all timers. Yeah. They're they're great songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do It Again I like a little more. Yeah, probably just. I don't know, it's, uh, like old stoner brain or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, uh, my burnout brain, uh, probably just appreciates kind of the, the laid back groove and the noodliness of it. Yeah. Um, and I really love that electric sitar solo. Uh, right. But, uh, yeah, I think Midnight Cruiser is my, is my sleeper hit. Uh, most, most improved. Yeah. And, and Fire in the Hole, too. Like that, that one, it's a better song than Midnight Cruiser, I think, yeah. just on, every uh, objective <laughs> level but like midnight cruiser uh uh i have a soft spot for it i have a soft spot for the kind of slack ass vocals yeah. and uh just the the sounds and the mood and that that snap in it you know like a yeah. little like
1: yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah,
2: I, yeah i just like that shit <laughs> I, I don't know it's uh yeah that's my uh if, if i had to rescue one other than the the two singles that that's what i'd uh Pull out of the camp by a thrill fire is is Midnight Cruiser. Totally, yeah, right on. All right, let's 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 bring let's bring the what,
4: what do you got? Well, oh, no, Midnight Cruiser. I wrote. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is where, where Josh write. tells us we're idiots. No no, 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 actually, objectively, a bad song. No, no,
4: no, no. I, I did not write anything <laughs> bad about it, but I was wondering what uh, "Drive Me to Harlem" or somewhere the same means.
1: <laughs>
4: yes, yeah. yeah, a great question.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, it's been a while since uh, I remember our uh, takes on this episode. I don't know if we talked about that
0: lyric specifically, but um, yeah, I really don't know. Yeah, we both had like a sort of a, I mean, I don't think there's a right answer on this. Like Steely Dan in general tends to make their lyrics, if not cryptic, then at least like very open to interpretation. It's not like there's a, there's a couple of songs where it's like they're literally recounting something that actually happened. But for the most part, it's like very impressionistic. So it's not like there's a right answer, but I think, like, my take on it was just, like, it sounds like a guy that sees somebody on a corner that they haven't seen for years, and, you know, like, they're both kind of, like, down on their luck, you know, knock-around guys. Um, But there's, like, a sort of a – there's a pleasure in the familiarity, you know, even though it's, like, you know, we may be down on our luck, but at least we're in it together. I don't know.
2: Yeah, just off the top of my head, the the best I can think of is uh, just, like – take me take me to like a place where i can just kind of disappear or like yeah i don't know like uh i guess there is no place like harlem is the thing. <laughs> right like right. but uh i don't know um that's that's my take is is take me somewhere where i can kind of just like forget my troubles or or uh be anonymous or although yeah. i'm I, I assume the speaker of the song is white and i don't know if they would be anonymous in harlem right. but uh you know they'd probably stick out yeah let's it's, let's the rain the hate fact, let's fact. let's
3: <laughs> the hate ones
2: yeah uh, <laughs> on um, the dark
4: side the I, I like how you weren't even like not the ones you don't like the ones you hate
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't mean hate uh yep. the ones we don't like um Mine are a tie for Midnight Cruiser, yeah. and <laughs> only a fool would say that.
2: Oh. I'm, yeah,
3: and I said... Um,
2: another one I'm real fond of.
3: Shucks, man. <laughs> yeah. You like this band a lot, though. So yeah, it's true. A world
1: become one of salads and sun. Only a fool would say that.
3: This reminds, I don't know, only a fool would say that. That reminded me of just, like, being inside on a rainy day as a kid. I was just like, I wrote just another boring song. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I wonder if they were like, let's put the two boring songs in the middle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Reverse tentpole.
3: Yeah, and then what's the other one? Midnight Cruiser. I saw. I said the, his voice reminded me of Cat Stevens here, which I thought was interesting. Who I oh, go wow. back and forth about liking. Yeah. yeah. And it uh, just says least favorite song, another guitar line, repetitive versus boring. Oh, <laughs> that's what damn.
1: I
0: yeah. wrote. That's funny. Like I totally agree with you on only a fool would say that. That it sounds like a rainy day song, but that sounds super appealing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I I'm interested.
2: Like to me, that's a sunny song. I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I guess this. Uh, like when you're uh matching music to weather everybody it's extremely subjective
3: well i didn't start when i said that i was actually thinking of a specific time when i was like six years old and i had a friend over and my dad was like playing music in the house Mm. and i was like "Oh, that was a good day but as the song went on i was like i'm bored and i was like rain rainy days when you have to be forced to stay and they can be boring and then i was like god guitars i don't know yeah it just wasn't for me
2: yeah what's i guess can we do a digression on what everybody's like go-to rainy day stuff is Ooh, like what what it's raining outside it's a sunday it's uh it's the middle of fall it's kind of cold outside Mm. what are we listening to I do have one, but I need to look
4: look know, at it. Real quick. I know. I am gonna look real quick. Yeah, yeah.
3: There was something I listened to recently and on a rainy day, and it, I was like, "This, this, I'm always gonna listen to on rainy days," and mm. I cannot think of what it was.
0: It's
2: supposed to rain later today. <laughs>
1: no. You gotta figure <laughs> it out <laughs> quick. I don't, I don't have. So There's,
0: much no time. Time. There's no time. Oh my time. gosh! I can go. Um, Shoot. I, this, I mean, this will be like sound kind of basic, but um uh kind of blue i think is like a great like sure. quiet time record because it's yeah, like yeah. quiet but intense yeah um the last like cu- like the last like year we talked about this on another episode but like a last year or so i've been listening to a lot of bill evans that's mm, great yeah oh yeah uh, that's good music. snow music too. Yeah. yeah yeah and then just because Lights you s- mm. and then just because you said sunday also the sundays the like the scottish mm. band um their big what's their big song um Sing it. Give us a couple bars. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's that it's that of a terrible year that makes my eyes go
1: wide. Yeah, <laughs> <I
0: don't> <laughs> um it's the damn it. Alright, somebody else talking, I'm gonna look up the Sunday. <laughs>
1: oh,
4: okay. I realized now okay <laughs> so recently i've been listening for rainy days i've listened to phoebe bridgers a lot oh, oh good one yeah. Um, yeah. i don't i don't know i don't know her
3: sad music
4: yeah <laughs> yeah it's it was good kind of like indie right strange and apps is that the name of that album and i've been listening to a lot of big thief too oh,
2: yeah. on okay. rainy days still i still haven't taken the plunge there I keep seeing, like, this is one of the great bands right now, and I've never never listened. Well, they keep, they've been,
4: like, just putting out albums, you know, like yeah. album after album. So, uh, but yeah, those have been two that I've been listening to a lot on Rainy Days. And there's another one, too, but I have it as part of my uh, recommendation. I wanna, Oh, yeah. We'll save that. Then, it.
0: Then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saving it. What was the movie? Phoebe Bridger showed up in a movie. She had, like, a prominent um, uh, appearance in a film. Is
2: that the lady the from scene? Fleabag?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> they have
0: similar. Her name's
2: like something. Yeah, it's similar. It's similar. Okay. Another thing that people have told me I should
0: watch. And oh, I yeah. No, watch. like that is two different people. Um, oh, yeah. Uh. Well, I don't know if you saw it, but the Between Two Friends, the movie. Oh, yeah. No. No, I didn't. Oh, uh, yeah. But, like, you know, in the Save That Cat, it's like when he's, like, hitting bottom, he's in this bar out on the West Coast somewhere, and Phoebe Bridgers is there playing.
2: Okay. Oh. She appears like oh, yeah, as
0: yeah, yeah, Bridgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Okay. Oh, man. Well,
4: because
0: she's with the guy from the National. As, yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt Bronger. Yeah. Because they did a bunch of stuff together. Oh, yeah. They did that song together. They made a song for the movie. Yeah.
3: I'm always amazed at your recall for details. I wish oh. I had like half <laughs> your <fair> memory.
0: <laughs> that one was kind of recent for me. So, and the Sunday song, by the way, is "Here's Where the Story Ends." Here's where the story ends. What era? Uh, that it's like '90s. It's like very okay. '90s. Huh. Uh-huh. That's it's like it's kind of like um, cranberries. Like more linger than zombie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can get the way you said that a little <laughs> more linger than, than <laughs> no, I don't want you to get the wrong idea when I say <laughs> which made,
2: I mean it makes sense. It yeah, yeah. clears it up for me. Yeah, the know? more like jangle pop. Yeah. 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 Lauren, did you think I um, yeah, I was days? taking
3: this thing recently called her like h h.e.r. Dot dot dot, you know her. Okay, she's like uh R and B and just kinda I feel like all of her songs are kinda like slow and vibey. It's mm. not like super upbeat, which I'm I feel like I'm usually seeking to like pump myself up, up to be about to do something. Yeah. But she's kinda like just chilling on a rainy day.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah.
3: Lately.
0: Yeah, or like what's the um like the one I listen to a lot like when I'm working, but it's also like great like rainy day music. Um and it's uh kind of basic, but like um that like um lo fi downbeat hip hop. Like the, the um, YouTube, the, one with like the,
1: yeah. the
2: anime, yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah, the just tapping your pencil, all, yeah. It's <sighs>
2: raining outside in the yeah, yeah animation, yeah. yeah exactly, you know?
0: it's 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 almost too on the nose. But... Yeah,
2: no, that's good. Yeah, sweet. What were we talking
0: about? <laughs> well, we were about to talk about the songs that we that our
2: least. Yeah, uh, I just like... kicked
0: the table. I hope I didn't fuck the mics up. Oh no, yeah. Lauren gave us hers. Lauren said "Midnight Cruiser" and only a fool would say that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, it's my
4: turn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my least favorite. Is the Brooklyn? What is it? Brooklyn is the, the Charm Runner Me. Me. Yeah. Uh, there's a shaker in it. It's on the <laughs> left ear. And it's just like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Not
4: and I was like, I hate this. And it was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it
2: really, it's like, it's as I wrote, it's really bugging me. There's <laughs> enough salt on that steak. <laughs> 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 All right, Salt Bay, calm down. <laughs> and
4: like, I'm telling you, like, if, I, if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that shaker, <laughs> I would just be like, you know what, the sun doesn't really affect me either way. Yeah. But once I noticed it. It really was like, I can't get the shaker out of my ear, and I have to listen to the left ear. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, But I'd say that one didn't really stick. You know, I was just like, there's nothing about this that, like, the melody doesn't really stick in my head. Yeah. And I would say my second, which I didn't dislike because it didn't have the shaker, but it was Change of the Guard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did like the bass in that one, though. I wrote it. Yeah. Actually, I like a lot of the bass in this album. I was like, man, I'm killing it.
2: Yeah. You saying the shaker thing uh, brought to mind one time I was at a friend's house in college and we had uh, taken some substances and we were watching television and Cheers was on. Aww. And And uh, Cheers, great, everybody loves Cheers, right? Yeah, yeah. I was watching it and I noticed that in the background of the episode there's bar noise playing. Mm-hmm but it just sounded like a tape of bar noise and i was like fuck this show i'm never watching this show." because it was almost like there's just a loop of talking in the background and it was all i could focus on yeah um so that that just made me sometimes like a little thing like that will fucking drive you up a walk oh, sure. yeah i've since watched cheers it's pretty good <laughs> it's uh, it's okay yeah um, I don't buy the whole premise of a recovered alcoholic owning a bar, but whatever. It's fucking his choice.
1: Yeah.
0: Touche.
2: Love Ted Danson. Yeah. yeah.
1: Scott,
0: what songs did you not
2: like on the
1: album? (laughs) Um,
0: uh, Again, um, just like Josh said, there's none of these songs that I hate, um, but least favorites. Um, Change of the Guard. And yeah, it's like I don't. We, I mean, because we just did um, Change of the Guard a couple episodes ago. Mm -hmm. I don't dislike that song. There's nothing wrong with it, but I think Joe and I said specifically like Joe and I expect something when we listen to Steely Dan, and it's usually like irony and like kind of a dark mood and sarcasm and stuff and that song like to your point like it's the happy song like it has none of that so like I just like I'm not getting something that I'm wanting and it's not you know it's the the song has no intention to deliver that but like because it doesn't I'm like it's like it's it's a it's a fine song but it's a bad steely dan song to my mind um and then other than that like uh, I don't know I was gonna like interestingly like only recently I'm starting to do a little bit of a U-turn on dirty work like (laughs) I before like three weeks ago I would have said I don't really like dirty work and now I still think it's a bad Steely Dan song but I don't mind it and like, like it comes on and like my first reaction is like oh here's that song I don't like and then my next reaction is like I kinda like it
1: I'm a fool to do your dirty work Oh yeah. I don't want to do your dirty work no
2: more. Yeah, I've I've had a little bit of that going on with it where uh like do it again ends and I'm like, you know, oh, I'm ready <laughs> ready to take off, <laughs> brace yourself. And then and then that like like the organ comes in and i'm like are we really gonna do this and i'm like
0: yeah i guess we are yeah yeah yeah. this is all right it's like as you're at a wedding and somebody starts doing the chicken dance you're like god damn the chicken dance and then like two minutes later you're out there flapping your elbows yeah
3: (laughs) it's exactly like that i don't know if i've been to a wedding where we did the chicken dance
2: i don't know what it is
3: (laughs) you don't know the chicken i'm
2: sure i do but uh, we teach elementary
3: school music actually no 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 racha.
2: Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. Oh, so it is.
1: Yeah. And then the
2: people are in the chairs and <laughs> they're different, wow. different <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm I'm being stupid on purpose. Uh, yes, Joe, because they're chickens and chairs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. That you guys haven't been to a wedding like that. I may be more culturally uh, cosmopolitan. Uh, yeah.
1: Cultural. cosmopolitan. Yeah,
2: cultural cosmopolitan. So there were there any songs that through the course of doing this you like less?
0: Um, Dirty work is probably true of that. Like I was like, um, you know, like when we first started this, I was like, my opinion of Dirty Work went down, and then now it's come back up um Brooklyn knows the charmer under me is just like I was not ever really aware of that song and like when I became aware of it I was like again I don't hate it but like I it just doesn't have much to recommend I just don't think it has a lot going on
4: yeah yeah Yeah, unless not shaker. (laughs) <laughs> well now that you know it's there. I think it's the same guy who did the wind chimes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: totally possible. It's just Crunch a guy right fucking
0: fucking stuff up in the studio. Yeah. yeah. Turn that heartbeat over again is the song that I think I like more than most people. I was like digging through a bunch of album reviews today of the album and one person called it out, but I think it's the I think that's the one that I uniquely like. Yeah. Um I think
2: I I probably agree with Josh that uh Brooklyn and uh change, of the, change of the guard are for me just disposable yeah. um brooklyn irritates me more than change of the guard yeah because of the fucking david palmer vocals <laughs> yeah um i don't i don't like his vocals on that song at all but yeah. uh you know even that song is like there are a couple parts in it that i like um like mm-hmm. i don't i wouldn't be, i wouldn't say that it's like a failure as a song it's
0: just not it just doesn't do anything for me right um Yeah, and like to your point about Change of the Guard, I think everybody has said that like um, whether we like it or don't, like everybody likes the guitar solo on that on Change of the Guard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, the
2: the tone is nice. Yeah,
0: although it's funny, like when you said the guitar solos were starting to grate on you, I was like, oh yeah, some of them are kind of aggressive. Like especially Change of the Guard, (laughs) it's like biting.
3: That was the one I was the tone. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I mean it's a really good solo. I have a a big twist, Uh plot twist,
4: plot twist. I didn't turn my page. Um, uh-huh. And I didn't realize I had extensive <laughs> negative notes about turn that heartbeat. Over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hear them. Yeah. yeah. It has a very disorienting vocal panning at the beginning yeah. where it's like yes! one is over here and it's and then it's over here and then it's
2: together. That's and the
3: song I was listening to on broken earbuds and right. didn't hear the first four bars of the voice. When the you
2: when you said earbuds. it's a song that had a beginning that they just kind of hobbled together or mm-hmm. whatever, I was like, she's talking about turning, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> talking about heartbeat.
1: Yeah.
4: And I wrote, oh, there's no fade out in this one. Cool. And then I was like, ah, fucking wind chimes. <laughs> that's how they yeah. end it. That's how they end it. Because yeah. I was like, oh, they're actually ending it. And then I was like, Yeah, yeah, tingle.
2: Oh, that, that, to me, is the most album-y thing on the album, is that Do It Again has wind chimes in the beginning, and then uh, turn that heartbeat over again to close the album. The wind ch- It's like you walked through the curtain again, you know? The, right. the, uh, and that's that, to me, is like it was like we need to unify this collection of songs into an album i know <laughs> we'll put wind chimes at the beginning and wind chimes at the end and it'll feel like a cohesive whole <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
3: and that song has that little like kabasa section in the middle of the solo section sing it mm-hmm. for us i don't know i don't uh you say Kilbasa, like... <laughs> <laughs> a... it's like an instrument it's like a percussion instrument it's like got beads on it and you twist it in your hand it's like oh, okay. sound. i'm trying yeah. to
2: remember it in the song we'll uh, we'll pipe it in here
3: oh
2: yeah <laughs> yeah Okay. <laughs> we pipe it in later, yeah. Right, okay, <laughs> not, it's not happening Dakota? right now. Produce it again
1: exactly.
3: made me think of, um, when I was listening with my one earbud, uh, it made me think of, I think, I don't, know, I don't want to call out a Richmond restaurant, but there was one oh. Richmond restaurant that I love that had, like, We're one... We're going to fill it in right here. One <laughs> side of your, your ears was in one side of the restaurant, and the other side of your ears was in the other side of the restaurant, so... I Depending on, the on the what side of the restaurant you're sitting on, you're getting either the left ear or the right ear. And sometimes if vocals are in only one ear, you're just hearing like background stuff and you're not hearing. You're like, what is this song? You know, I feel like at this particular restaurant, I get caught up on them.
1: Yeah.
2: I for a second I thought what you were talking about is your ears are on separate sides of the <laughs> Like, like when I
3: get there, I take one ear off and I put it.
2: <laughs> or like there were people talking to the left of me and there were people talking to the right of me and it was very disorienting, which is how I feel uh, sometimes in public. I should have yeah.
3: said that there are two sides of this restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty
0: sure I know which restaurant yeah. you're talking about because I had the same, I went there for the first time and I had the same thought. Yeah. I was like, oh god, I wish they would. I wish I could only hear one of these PA systems. Yeah, it's, it's weird. the Arby's and short. Pump. Isn't it? yeah, it's and it. totally. The yeah, and that's what pump. It is. Uh, they Call do, them out. They do have the meats. That's true. We got to yeah. give them that. Um, You're gonna lose your sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there goes Arby's. <laughs> um ah. speaking really of lucrative speaking of bookends i do think that that's something they were thinking about it I, I felt kind of dumb because it only hit me for the first time like yesterday or today listening to reeling in the years that on the first verse he says the things you think are precious i can't understand and the, the last verse he says the things you think are useless i can't understand
1: mm.
2: yeah because yeah. presumably the uh the person being addressed in the song finds him useless <laughs> right exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> What were what were we? What's next on the agenda here? Oh,
0: standout. Well, we wanted to pick on our music friends to say, um, as as musicians, as uh, uh, as performers, and, and music educators, um, it, musically, what were the standout moments in the album? The things that caught you. I mean, you've mentioned some of them. I was you've,
3: gonna say, I feel like we've been kind of incorporating those. The percussion, in our, yeah, in the jazzy per- percussion yeah. stuff
0: and the bass lines, just like the hot moments. Yeah,
2: the the standout. Well, I mean, I just think throughout,
4: like you can tell how good a musicians they are. Like if, yep. if you're someone who listens, you know, thinks about that sort of thing, mm-hmm. you can tell like, everyone's really thought, they've really thought about this. There's a lot going into the arrangement
1: mm-hmm.
4: of the songs, you know, because I'm, um, I'm sure they didn't write the song. Uh, well, actually, you know, I don't, I don't know how, how they went about writing the songs. Because, you know, some people come of... Pen here, and
2: paper, just like you and me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, just the idea of, like, some people come into the studio with songs. Right. And they've already demoed them out. And some people, like, write in the studio. Mm-hmm. But you can tell, like, so much of the arrangement of these songs is really thought out on, like, the added layers. Right. And things like that. And that really stuck out to me. Because I was like, man, this album
2: sounds mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I agree. Uh, I don't know. I don't really think I have anything to add to them.
2: Do do you? Did there ever feel like um, moments where you are like these guys are wanking a little bit? Like,
4: well, yeah. Well, I think that's when listening to it as an album stands out to me is like because I have a, this problem with jazz shows. If it's a, <laughs> sorry, I'm am going to go into a jazz room. Yeah, go. please do. Here we go. Pop off. Well, just that if the form is the same and like if I want to see a concert and the form is in the same in every song. Yeah. It'd be like so easy to design. I'd be like, all right. And that happens a lot with jazz, uh, you know, people who just throw together, oh, we're just gonna do this gig with three people. They're like, are oh, we gonna play one of the standard jazz tunes? We're gonna yeah. play the melody. We'll all take a solo. <laughs> we'll go back to melody. All right, next song. <laughs> Same thing. Same, Same thing. exact thing, yeah. So um why was I turn that Because it's oh, like that in this album. Yeah. I think yeah. if I listen if I saw them play this whole album from top to bottom, i mm-hmm. halfway through, I'd be like, all right. I get it. Well,
3: halfway through is when the bad songs are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now they come in at the end, in some people's uh, opinion. uh... (laughs) But, I mean, interestingly to your point, we just talked about this. They did a tour. The the only time I saw them live, and it was only once. It was 2013, and they were doing this tour where they would open the show by playing an album front to back. Um, And and they would play more songs after that. But they started the show by playing one of their albums. And it was a different album each show. But this is the one record. They didn't ever do this record.
2: Yeah which makes sense it, yeah. because it is their first one they as we've researched it there's some stuff that they're i not gonna say embarrassed about but they're uh, not proud of stuff on this album oh, so yeah. you
3: said this is their first album yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty great yeah
2: yeah they were like tw- what, like twenty something, or yeah.
0: when they in their early twenties. Yeah,
3: wow. they they
2: met
0: yeah. at college. They tried to make it as like songwriters in New York. They they actually they wrote a song that Barbara Streisand recorded. Cool. Um, and they played with this band. We got yelled at by a couple of people. Like you can't talk about Steely Dan without talking about Jay and the Americans. So uh, who yelled at <laughs> us? <laughs> <laughs> we got an email about it. That's steelydane@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Whoa. Um, uh, yeah. Throw that in there. So, Damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let, let me. Scott's let, insulating me from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, stealing the at the Dan at He only sends you the
2: good stuff. <laughs> well, I, I, I've kind of been oblivious to to our viewer or listener interactions. Viewer yeah. interactions would be creepy. There's like somebody outside the window
1: watching us. Yeah.
2: Pro, uh, Producer Dakota gives his opinion of the view every
0: episode. <laughs> <laughs> you guys look like shit this week. <laughs> He's very arch. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um yeah, he's like a really like taskmaster manager. Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, so they they tried to be songwriters for a while. They did some stuff with this band J and the Americans, and then they moved out to LA. And this like this was not like a group of friends. Like uh Donald and Walter met at college and then they went out to LA and their producer, Gary Katz, like assembled this band. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well yeah,
4: that well that's something that always really interests me as a musician and p- a person who's attempted to write songs is how do people go about writing an al- album, especially when yep. you know if you've already had success? Like you know, like all right, we wrote our first album, which maybe we didn't mean to be an album, but right. so all right, so now we're going to go write an album. Like mm-hmm. for me, I don't. I write. I'll just write a song. Right. And you know, I don't. I'm not going into somewhere being like, all right, we're gonna record it. I'm not. I don't have a studio. <laughs> you know. So like, I always think about like a band like this. Like this album. Did they? They had songs. I assume. Right. And then went into the studio and figured it out instead of like all right well we had a success now what do we do right
3: there are a couple of moments where i was like i I mean because i'm more familiar with other music in this time period and not so much with them so Mm -hmm. i kept comparing it to other things you know and then like uh there was one song gosh what's the one before brooklyn fire in the hole Mm -hmm. and i was like it reminded me of billy joel Mm-hmm. a particular couple of songs. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if they're influenced by him. And then I looked it up and you know, the song I would be thinking of came out four years after this, you yeah. know,
4: fire in the hole reminded me of Randy Newman.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. The, pia- especially the piano, especially
0: in- piano in it, but you have to listen to like old Randy Newman. No, I know what you're talking to, about. Yeah. Um, they, they sort of like, yeah. Heavy attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we did the episode, uh, when we did the fire in the hole episode, my pick was, um, actually Fiona Apple. I mean, which, you know, obviously like super later, but I was like, the way that um he kind of attacks the piano like that reminded me of Phan Apple. Mm. Mm.
4: Yeah. Yeah. She has new she supposedly has a new album come out this year and I'm real Ooh, pumped.
3: Really? Tight, yeah. That's cool.
2: Yeah. Did um, you did you have uh, some standout musical moments that you, you wanted um, to highlight?
0: I was trying to think, like as I was listening to it back, um man, I tried to grab some notes earlier too, but um um some stuff like things that have like revealed themselves over time to me, um like the the yeah was it you josh there was mentioned like all the different um keyboards on um dirty work yeah yeah like the organ finally kind of like jumped out at me for the first time like uh this past couple weeks um other than that like yeah the, and to lauren's point like it did like listening back to the album as a whole i was like wow yeah there are a lot of guitar solos <laughs> um uh <Well> but... done. <laughs> and then obviously as we said like um part of firing the hole like jumping up my chart um was like um i, I freaking love that piano solo mm-hmm. and the way it goes into that um uh, the the i love the piano solo i love the pedal steel solo and i love the way that they're sort of like in conversation
2: yeah that uh, i wrote that down as maybe aside from uh do it again and the electric sitar solo and yeah. do it again and reeling in the
0: ears
3: i wish you i know, could recall that I'm not thinking of electric sitar in my head right
0: now. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like it, until you, it, until you like sit down to capture it it like disappears because it it seems like it should be like to your point about like the engineering is so good like it's it seems like it it should be it shouldn't work in that song. Like to your point like that song is so laid back and cool and that electric sitar solo is like fiery and yeah, like, spiky. Yeah. Which
3: yeah. song is it? The uh, the
2: very first one. Do it again. Oh, okay. Yeah that's i mean that's probably my favorite part on the album but then the the fire in the hole like breakdown uh i think that part is like there are a lot of solos on the album so you can appreciate like one person's musicianship yeah but at that point like the band really all clicks together when when it's the you know the bass and the drums are doing like a very kind of like stumbly like um funky like Counterintuitive kind of thing while the piano's going crazy and there's this like steel guitars swirling around. It's, um, I think that's where they're really cooking. Yeah. And then, uh, I really like in Midnight Cruiser, um, those floaty guitars in that. Um, yeah. And the, the, the snap of the percussion in it mm-hmm. and just like, uh, like a, a lyrical moment and o- only a fool for whatever reason. This part stands out for me where, uh, that anybody on the street has murder in the, in his yes. eyes you uh, yeah like a no harmony pain. of you feel no, feel no pain and you're younger, than, and you're younger than, you than you realize i really like that part it always hits me and kind of comes in comes into my head
0: yeah it hit at me odd t- moments it hit me today as i was um i like that um it sounds like by the time he says the second time he gets to do, only a fool would say that like it's uh, in the first verse, he just says, "Only a fool would say that." Once, and then they move on to the second verse. In the second verse, he says, "Only a fool." And you like, it's it's like you know he's going to repeat it at some point. Mm. But the first time he repeats it, like I like in my head, I'm like, this must be the fourth or fifth time that he repeats it. But the first time he repeats it, he doesn't repeat it clean. He goes, "Only a fool would say that." only a
1: fool. It's,
0: yeah. it i mean it reminded me especially since we were doing the show with you guys it's like it's kind of an improv thing he he doesn't do a to b he does a to c he's like you know i'm going to repeat it so like let's all assume that i've repeated it three times and like now here's the shift you know yeah,
4: yeah. well i think it's an interesting thing about some of the harmonies on this album yeah. cuz sometimes there's like you know a female choir on some of his tracks I remember, yeah backing and, vocals yeah, yeah yeah on the backing vocals and there's some where it's like you already know the melody and they'll be kind of singing you know um, something that's you know matches rhythmically the melody mm-hmm. but then there's just little parts where the uh, whoever's singing the main part would just go a little different you know like a little right. longer with yep. the word or something like that or it's like, you know, do, I'm always like, do people intentionally do that sort of thing? Or it just happened and they're like, well, actually, I like that. It's not exactly, it doesn't exactly match up right. on purpose. So it's just little things
0: like that. Yeah. You know, really interesting. Yeah. And like one thing that we've talked about before, it's like, I love the vocal harmonies. Like you said, Lauren, um, and you were just talking about it and But like, what's funny is like, I try to sing along and like some of those really dense vocal harmonies, like to your point, like why do people call it I think one of the reasons people talk about jazz rock is like in this, there's, I'm going to get this wrong, but like, There's a lot of like seventh chords and like you know diminished chords and stuff. They have this. There's a a chord structure that Steely Dan uses a lot that like is widely attributed to them just because they use it a lot. They call they call it the mu major chord. But it's like it's a, it's like they because the chord always has like a second and a ninth or something. So I think that's a lot of it. But it, anyway, so it, like I love those vocal harmonies, and then I try to sing along, and I realize like I can't pick out one line and follow it all the uh. way through, you know. And I'm like, I think I'm like jumping between three parts, and then I'll, all of a sudden like I can't even pick a note in this chord <laughs> and sing it. But uh, you guys want to hear the sitar solo? Po- yes. I mean, we can drop it in, in part in in post later, um, but uh, we can listen to it here. Yeah,
1: so this is uh, a totally. yeah
0: from Do It Again. Oh, 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 oh,
2: Just a nausea organ.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Actually, I actually really dig that. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So that's an electric sitar. Yeah. I did mm-hmm. not
3: pick that out at all.
2: Well, because it's played like electric guitar. It, well, totally it is. Yeah. It's not in the style of a sitar. Yeah. I've
3: never heard anybody play a sitar like that.
0: Right. It's it played by an electric guitarist who had never played sitar before. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean,
3: uh, <laughs> it sounds cool though. I like it. Yeah. I
0: never noticed it like until we did the, the until we did the episode on it. So yeah, totally. There cool. were a
3: few I meant to, like, look up the instrumentation of, and I just kind of, I didn't get to it.
4: Yeah. That one, just just listening back now and kind of thinking you are talking about um, Joe, is like, I didn't really think about that as, like, kind of psychedelic influence, but I kind of just listen to that. It's like it's a big vamp the whole time, mm-hmm. and that kind of sound kind of made me think about that, you know, more of like a psychedelic. There's, like, that Latin American influence, but also kind of reminds me of the you know, psychedelic kind of
0: music. Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. Which uh, I don't know if that vibe rides on the rest of the album. Maybe yeah, that's no. why I I uh, my listening tends towards like psych. So that that's probably why I like do it again most. Yeah. You know.
0: I mean, like to the bookend thing, I think it comes back a little bit in turn that heartbeat over again. Or I think they're going for something kind of psychedelic. It's the
2: wind chimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. so that's goddamn crunch chimes. crunch crunch.
0: <laughs> Word. Any final thoughts on the album? Closing thoughts.
3: This was I don't know. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you think you would ever reach for this album again? Not I would thing. add a song to a playlist. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's fine
0: if the answer is no. That's okay. Yeah. Well, these
4: uh, days, these days, I, t- uh, these days, uh, I find myself. T- I tend to make a playlist of my mood at the time, and I'm yeah. not really listening to albums anymore yeah. unless it's something yeah. new. Um, but songs I,
0: off of this album, you
4: would. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, I would add one or two. Yeah
3: couple of my faves yeah
2: yeah only a fool on lauren's rainy day playlist <laughs> r- r- uh, a rainy day playlist where you want to leave the house so you play stuff that annoys yeah.
3: you <laughs> to make <myself> go away.
2: <laughs> yeah. i like come up to your
4: house and hear you play and i'm like lauren's not in a good mood
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know yeah
0: oh. yeah word um, was, I I spent some time just like looking through reviews, so I, I picked out a, just a couple of uh, uh, things that 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 caught my eye. Um, this is from the All Music Review by Stephen T- uh, Thomas Earlwine, which is probably from a while ago, but not contemporaneous with the release of the album. Uh, he says, in an attempt to appeal to a wide audience, Becker and Fagan tempered their wild uh, tempered their wildest impulses with mainstream pop techniques, which I do think is true. Like this is the pop, the most pop Steely Dan record. Yeah uh pitchfork as you i think you were the one that teed us off or no somebody said that pitchfork recently re-reviewed a bunch of Mm -hmm. um like literally just last year uh so sasha geffen writing for pitchfork uh who gave this album in 2019 an 8.6 uh they were so skeptical of rock music they ended up gilding it breaking it down and piecing it back together strangely enough for it to approach perfection um sounded reasonable to me I just thought this was interesting. This is contemporaneous. This is the Ro- the Rolling Stone review from 1972 when it came out. James Isaac can't buy a thrill. The title, of course, was lifted from a line in Dylan's "It takes a lot to laugh, it takes a train to cry." Is distinguished by three top level cuts and scattered moments of inspiration. But there are those instances of steely <laughs> there are those instances of steely Dan coming on like a limp dildo. Too bad. Great title. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Whoa. Uh,
0: well, I mean, the dildo thing is beat okay. Steely this Dan, was a question
3: I, mean. I had. I was just going to ask because yeah. I um, I a coworker asked me what I was doing this weekend or something, and I was like, "Oh, I'm actually going to be on a podcast about Steely Dan." Yeah. And this person loves Steely Dan. Yeah. Like, spent time this week playing with friends on guitar, Steely Dan stuff, and they're like, "Oh, but do you know what their name mm-hmm. comes from?" <laughs> yeah. Dildos. <laughs> I was like, I did not know that. What?
0: Yeah. Uh yeah so I mean the, um do you, are you do you know the William S Burroughs book Naked Lunch it was like written in the 50s or 60s yeah. 60s I do not Um so I mean it's a book written William S Burroughs was like a famous writer but he's also famously a heroin addict and the story as he tells it which is you know probably a little embellished is that he you know fell into a heroin binge and came out of it 10 years later in this apartment and he was surrounded by notebooks that had his writing in it that he didn't remember and it was Naked Lunch um but uh, in and Naked Lunch is just like a sci-fi novel uh, it's a wild ride <laughs> it, but yeah it's like a sci-fi novel that's pretty crazy um and there is a there's a there's a, a dildo in the book that is called like the name the brand name of the dildo is Steely Dan ah.
2: it, there's a lot of the book um there's just a lot of stuff in it where it's like gross sex stuff where Yeah. Um, are you saying that dildos are gross sex stuff? Dude? No, no, no. The <laughs> dildo kitchen. is There's there's like <laughs> like legitimately here. like triggering gross uh transgressive sex stuff in it. Uh a lot of uh uh he he went to Tangier. That's where his uh uh he did a lot of drugs and there's I guess uh, healthy uh Uh, child sex industry there so there's some really gross uh, healthy child sex industry (laughs) not not uh not words that make sense but there's just like um very strange orgy scenes and stuff in the in the book and i think somebody pulls out this this sentient dildo a dildo that has a personality and uh, is
0: alive. Um, yeah. They don't have the whole clip here, but they did accept this at the beginning of the Rolling Stone review. Uh, so this is from Naked Lunch. Mary is strapping on a rubber penis. Quote, Mary speaking. Steely Dan third from Yokohama, she says, caressing the shaft. Wow. What happened to Steely Dan one? He was torn in two by a bull dyke. She could cave in a lead pipe. And Steely Dan two, Chewed to bits by a famished Kandiro in the upper baboon's asshole. And don't say we this time.
2: <laughs> so it's
0: a go. weird book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very
2: weird.
3: Joe review. Yeah. It's a weird book.
2: It yep. is. There's a line from the uh, Robert Christgau review that I like. Yeah. Um this is contemporary when it came out. He says, "Think of the Dan as the first post-boogie band. The beat swings more than it blasts or blisters. The chord changes defy our primitive subconscious expectations, and the lyrics underline their own difficulty." as well as the difficulty of the reality to which they refer, with arbitrary personal illusions, most of which are ruses. Yeah.
0: Which I think, like, sums, sums up kind of the vibe. Yeah. Um, That's a better version. I, the last one that I have is this one from the BBC, written in 2010, but, like, very similar. Um, Paul Lester, 2010, for the BBC. The singles Do It Again and "Reeling in the Years are as beautifully crafted as any AM radio staple, while only a fool would say that is quintessential Dan, mellifluous yet mordant, Easy on the ear, but as caustic as any dissection of the American dream. Wow.
1: Yeah.
2: So this band isn't just a good listen. They're important. <laughs> guys. They're, t- they're dismantling the American dream. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And what more could you ask yeah. from Mark?
3: tons of people love them. They yeah.
0: have like a well, Forever. I mean, at this point, like small but very passionate fan base Yeah.
3: I mean, I hear the words Steely Dan several times a year. Mm.
2: Any time I tell somebody that I do this podcast, they're like, Steely Dan, (laughs) (laughs)
3: let
2: me tell you about the summer of 76. Nobody's ever said that to me. who (laughs) are you talking to? (laughs) I I talk to a lot of people. (laughs) Uh, Very, very important people. You don't know who I talk to. I talk to people. I talk, talk all over town. Yeah.
3: You know, I've known you guys for a number of years now, and I i didn't know until just recently that you share this mutual love
0: well that's i mean we, we started doing the podcast because i mean well because like i shouted it out at a couple of practices like spoiler alert joe and lauren and i were all, all on an improv team together for a while <laughs> what's spoiling
3: uh, no, <laughs> no, I, I'm, not, I'm just saying uh, <laughs> one day we might do another show <laughs>
0: <laughs> someday it's gonna be a trivia question and you're gonna win a lot of prizes yeah. um but uh, so I think it was like public knowledge that I like Steely Dan, right? And then I wow. was very closeted about my Steely Dan <laughs> love. But he sent he he like he sent me a Paris Review article that was like it was like a I mean it came out like a two years ago, but it was a recent thing about Steely Dan. And I was like, oh, you like Steely Dan? Let's do a podcast.
3: Wow, cool. Yeah,
2: we're well, we, doing it.
0: Yeah, we
3: yeah. did it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah, can't buy a thrill. Yeah. <laughs>
4: You know, I agree well, with that. I mean, so did we answer the question? You, can
2: you really not buy a thrill? I oh, uh, I can you buy a thrill? I, I was thinking about it this morning, and I I don't think that you can. You could, you can, uh, you can go wait in line at the the prostitute place. <laughs> I was going to say whorehouse, and I was like... Nah. That is not the
3: kind of thrill I was thinking of. Well, I was like, have you guys been to an escape room?
2: <laughs> I, people escape in different ways. And, uh, well, there are prostitutes on the cover of the album, so it's just why I said it. Oh, yeah. It. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or you can you can pay your bill at the escape room but if you're if you're not ready to be thrilled if you're not in the mindset to be thrilled you can drop money all day yeah if the rod is in your soul you're not gonna have fun that's
1: true oh
3: dude yeah
1: yeah
2: but I don't, does anybody do you think you can buy a thrill
4: uh i didn't think about it until just now so um no <laughs>
2: You go to Kings Dominion, you drop your fifty dollars.
0: Kings Dominion's kind of fun.
2: Yeah. 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 But if you're grumpy and yeah, it's true. Yeah. I think my bar for a
3: thrill is pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. That would be thrilling to me.
4: Yeah. I was say if you're listening to that rainy
2: day song, Lauren, you won't be thrilled.
1: (laughs) No
3: thrills. (laughs) No.
2: Thrillless. Yeah. Deprived of thrills. Well, that gets me thinking about things that maybe recently thrilled us. Um, so I was just—what
3: a segue! It
2: just, I'm, I'm, We're it's just—I'm—we're professionals. The first time I've ever fucking segued in my life. Um, uh, I dropped. Now I'm now I'm self conscious about the segue. I'm
3: so sorry. Uh, but I this, love calling people out in a, in a moment and making them feel real weird about. Yeah, it. Yeah, just point. It. I have a knack for that.
2: Point at it. Yeah. Um, but I do have a question for everybody, including myself, at the table. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, what is it? What's good? <laughs> what's good? Um, yeah, let's. This is our segment where we say things that have thrilled us and chilled us and thrilled uh, us in the in the world of the outside. This damn it, outside <laughs> Steely
0: Dan. Yeah.
3: Thirty-two minutes later, (laughs) and chilled us, and things you thought were fun. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Well, yeah. Since you uh, said things that thrilled and chilled us, I'll start with my uh, uh, was good this week. Um, uh, On Wednesday, we got to see. um, I still don't know what the deal with like the wide release of this is, but Wednesday, like one night only at uh, Movie Land um, Boulevard Square here in Richmond, um, they showed Color Out of Space. Um, uh, 2020 film uh, directed by, um, oh my gosh, I freaking lost it, Richard Taylor?
2: Stanley, St- Richard Stanley,
0: yeah, Richard.
2: hat hat, cool hat
0: aficionado, <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. Directed by Richard Stanley, starring um, Nicolas Cage, and, ad- and an adaptation of the H.P. Uh, Lovecraft story "The Color with a U Out of Space." Um, and I thought it was really cool. Um, I, I didn't really know the Richard Stanley story before seeing the movie, but my friend, who's like a big horror movie buff, um, was the impetus behind us going. He was all fired up, um, and you know, I subsequently like I had heard some of it in passing. Um, that so Richard. Stanley. Stanley was like a promising director in the 80s, made some interesting short films and stuff, and then made a a feature um, hardware in the early 90s um, that got a lot of attention um, and then got tasked with uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau. uh, And he Mm -hmm. was fired one week into production and John Frankenheimer took over. uh, And then he sort of had like a long, uh, quiet period and he did some shorts and stuff. Um, So this is his first, I think, his first feature film. Um, or at least major release um, in a long time, uh, and I thought it was really good. Uh, I think it's really hard to do Lovecraft on film, like cosmic horror, on without
4: film. the racism, <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Which is tr- and like important. That's it, a great note that like this movie, like not only. It, uh omits the racism but like counteracts it um uh it's it's a little bit more progressive casting and stuff like that um but uh because it, 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 it's like it's adapted to the modern era it, it's not set in the the era that the story is set in it's it, like takes place today i think it's really hard to do cosmic horror um on screen and i thought this did a really good really good job of it
3: yeah. you said it was one night only
0: Yeah, so I mean, I I can't imagine that it's just going to like disappear forever. But I mean, it may be that you just have to like wait a month and then watch it on Netflix or something. But if you get a chance, Color Out of Space. And I I also like I typically hate scary movies. I'm not good at watching them. um, I did not know that about you. And this one um, was very watchable to me as a scary
3: movie. I love scary movies. Yeah.
2: What's 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 a scary movie that got too scary for you?
0: So I think I'm I'm like dialing it in. Like what it is, I don't like them. I don't like the jump scares that you know are. Coming. So, like, the worst examples of this are the Paranormal Activity movies, which mm-hmm. I think I saw all of because my friends would dry, drag me to the movies. And, like, yeah. I'll, you know, like, I'll go with a bunch of friends. Yeah. Uh, but, like, when it's, when it's, like, clear that, the, you know, it's like somebody slowly walking down a dark hallway and you're waiting for yes. whatever the thing is is going to jump out at them. Like, the whole time I'm like, this is miserable. Why do I do this to myself? What I is love happening? that. Do you believe yeah. in ghosts? Uh, like, my intellectual side says no. But if I'm alone in a dark house, I am scared. Okay. Yeah.
3: All right. Do you guys believe in ghosts?
0: Um,
2: I'm open to the idea, but it's not something I'm actively afraid of. Mm. I think I want to believe in them too much,
4: so they don't come around.
3: <laughs> I kind of am with you. I'm like, yes, I believe, I believe, I believe, please, you know. But uh, uh yeah, I never, I never see ghosts. I, I
2: don't expect to become one. I'll put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you
4: also won't do a séance in your own house.
3: Because I believe. <laughs> he tried to get me to use a Ouija board. I'm like, dude, I can't. Not in my house. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't
2: know you played with dark magic. <laughs> well, I didn't get to because mm-hmm. Lauren wouldn't do it. So. We'll start at your Literally house. play with a Milton Bradley <laughs> dark magic toy.
3: <laughs> I did a lot of seances when I was in like high school. Yeah? Yeah. And
2: Inspired by just... Uh,
3: well, it started with a birthday party that I went to and my friend's mom's insisted that we that's how we were going to celebrate it was like a Halloween themed birthday party we did a seance and nothing really (laughs) happened but I was like (laughs) uh I'm let's explore more of this you know so I I went home and my friend and I we looked up all these like spell books and like we were like way into this whole thing but we we had a bunch of seances and like things were falling off shelves and stuff like and I don't know it's possible she was playing tricks on me I don't Mm. know but uh I don't care it was fun
1: yeah Whoa.
2: Yeah.
3: but I would also don't want to do it in my house because if it's like I've, you know I've seen too many like exorcism movies and stuff and I'm like man I cannot be having that
2: yeah it would be a bad vibe for sure why <laughs>
3: would we even want to open the possibility
2: All right, out of this group who do you
4: think would be possessed who do you think would, <laughs> most likely to be possessed most Make susceptible demoni-
2: <laughs> I'll say that there are cracks and fissures in my
0: soul that could be filled <laughs> by dark energy <laughs> I think if it was a Hollywood movie, I think it would be Lauren because that would be the most shocking twist.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: I can
2: see Josh being possessed. It's true.
1: Mm.
2: He was possessed the whole time.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I was possessed by this recommendation.
2: I yes, think. yes, <laughs> please. Is yeah, how you do
4: it, Joe? A, Josh
2: has places to be. <laughs> <laughs>
3: do you guys want to come on my new ghost podcast?
2: <laughs> yeah, we're there. Yeah, all
4: right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where lauren she's like we can only record it not at my house
3: <laughs> yeah no we can't but at some point in every podcast i'm like i'm being possessed <laughs> <laughs> i used to do that to my siblings i would like play it oh. so hard until they all believed me you know? <laughs> no,
4: and you're then- not telling this whole story of how of under the bed that you
3: had <laughs> well that's just one story that's not like well let's I share use, the story I used, ter- I used to like terrorize my siblings like yeah. you know what he's talking about is like my brother would be like okay mom I'm going to bed and I'd be like ooh and I'd like go hide under his bed or something and like you know he'd go to bed and you know a little while later I'd start wrestling around under there you know <laughs> that's how, funny how old that's was he at this do. point how old was he I don't know uh, between 7 and 10 okay yeah
2: it's like that could be dangerous when the brother is a little older.
3: Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Just a time where you can like psychologically damage him, but he's yeah, not bigger yeah. than me yet. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. You know, perfect.
3: I was I was hiding all over the house. We we would be watching scary movies in the the room that had a TV in my house we had a door to the backyard, and I'd be like, "I'm gonna go get some popcorn, guys." And they're like, "Cool." And I would just exit the house and go around to the back and like watch through the window until like something really scary was happening, and then like run through the door screaming, you know. <laughs> I I loved that part of childhood. Nice. Yeah.
2: Josh, uh, did you have a recommendation? Uh, Or uh, what's been good
4: lately? uh, What's been good? Well, I'm really excited about something, which made me think of um, a previous album. But I don't know if any of y'all have ever listened to Andy Schauf before. Yeah. Or Schauf, Andy Schauf. So uh, you are talking about atmospheric albums. He has this one called The Party. Which is all about being at a party, but it's like exactly opposite of what you think a party would sound like. It's kind of like the social anxiety of a party, but it's like uh-huh. a really chill album. So it says Andy Shauf, The Party, but he just put out a new how, album. How do you
2: spell that?
1: A-N-D-Y-S-H-A-U-F. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I meant party. T-H-E-P-A-R-T-Y. But he just put out a new album this week that I haven't really got to listen to yet because I was listening to him. damn (laughs) Um, we got in the way of your yeah
3: right you waited till today
4: (laughs) it's called the neon skyline Mm. okay but i would really recommend the party yeah uh for rainy day too Mm. but um i'm excited about the neon
2: skyline yeah and what what was the uh what's kind of like the genre i guess what's the well again it's like that indie pop
4: folk sort of stuff but he plays um he, he he's a guitar singer, but he
2: also plays a lot of clarinet, so there's a lot of like clarinet on it too. Nice, okay. Any any uh like w- w- uh comparisons to like maybe uh, grounded He's his own thing. His no, I wouldn't say he's his own thing. I'm trying to
0: think I could compare it to. Hmm. It's like Sufjan Stevens meets Benny Goodman. Sure. Ooh. I'm just, I'm just up. <laughs> Indie rock and clarinet that's literally yeah. that's all. There.
2: Yeah. <laughs> interesting.
0: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah,
3: it is. It's really good. Yeah. He, Josh has played me a, a bunch of him. I, I I really like all the stuff I've heard.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what else do you like? What yeah. else am I liking? <laughs> other, than, other than now that you've aged out of sibling abuse.
3: Yeah. Um. I don't know if I'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't get together as much as we used to.
0: Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the abuse part.
2: <laughs> you're like, I wouldn't call it abuse. <laughs> on on I mean, air, it's it's character
1: building. Listen, yes, when you're the
3: oldest sibling. You deserve some perks <laughs> I mean, after all the taking care of everyone. Yeah. Um, I've been really digging, like, well, I've just been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. But Conan's podcast, like mm. Conan Needs a Friend. Yeah. Oh, I love that podcast. It just makes me feel good all nice. the time. And then um, i also have been listening to The Hustle Season mm-hmm. a lot. That is a great Is podcast. that cool to call out? A podcast in town? No, that's great. Yeah, super good friends. Uh, James Serratis and gabe santa maria and reggie pace and kelly strawbridge they have a cool podcast fans, about
4: of one, sure. a of fans
3: of steely dan A couple fans of steely dan not all fans of steely dan and you know what i've just been rewatching watching 24 oh. that's what i'm into right now like hardcore
2: yeah i, I went that. to a christmas party uh around christmas time oh, um it's a <laughs> great and, time for a christmas party and uh <laughs> Like Not it was, December, it wasn't, like, it wasn't on Christmas, and it wasn't after. <laughs> it was a little bit before, which was nice because I had plans on Christmas.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, thoughtful hosts. Uh, A guy talked to me for twenty minutes about how I should be watching Twenty Four because it's psychotically violent. And like <laughs> it is that. Um, oh. uh, he made me watch this uh, YouTube video. Um, this guy John Boys did called. I want everyone else to die, or something <laughs> like that. And it's like an analysis of how many people die in 24. Yeah.
3: It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But they're bad. <laughs> Why are they I bad? I just love it. You Cause, know, because they're trying to, like, uh, it, they're just bad. Yeah. <laughs> so many various reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I actually saw um, Kiefer Sutherland. He came to Richmond with a band. Mm. Uh, like Oh, no, yeah, he know. plays,
2: like, blues rock or something?
3: Whatever. Yeah. whatever Part of it is that your recommendation? No.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: I love him. I really do, uh, as Jack Bauer. Um, and, but he came, and I was like, well, I have to go take pictures of this, yeah. you know? And I got there, and it was so funny, because, like, the whole audience was people who were, like... Fifty plus, and uh, like the guitar, the guitar tech came out to like tune the guitars beforehand, and he also lit some incense. And everybody's like, "Why is he touching? Why is he touching Jack Bauer's guitar? Who is this guy?" <laughs> Clearly, that's not his. I don't know why. That you know, they were all just everybody only referred to him as Jack Bauer the entire <laughs> night. And like when and when it was almost time, you could tell like the lights went down. Everybody's like Jack Bauer.
1: Oh my
2: god! And I
3: was like, this. I wonder if he hates that. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah I would imagine he does. Yeah. yeah.
3: It was funny.
0: Weird.
2: Well, yeah. I guess it's. I guess it's on me. Good job. I saw a good movie lately. It was called The Souvenir. It's by a British filmmaker named Joanna Hogg. Uh, It's made some like end of the year lists, and it's based on kind of her memories of a relationship she was in while she was in film school. It's it's not a happy movie. It's pretty (laughs) uh, pretty downbeat. And it's got, like, this quality to it where it feels like a memory, like it feels kind of like a a little faded and, like, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but um, sometimes I have a hard time understanding English people when they talk. (laughs) Uh, So it could be that, but it it seemed like there's, like, this muted quality to the dialogue where it's like you're only partially remembering a party that you went to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and then, like, somebody will say something that's, like, meaningful, and it kind of s- sticks out. But it's, uh, I don't know, I was uh, really taken with it to the point where afterwards I was, like, listening to interviews with her to figure out, like, her technique. Hmm. She works in a really interesting way where um, in the, mo- the main character in the movie is played by Tilda Swinton's daughter, and Tilda Swinton plays her mom. Oh, wow. And there's, like, th- instead of, like, scripting things out, she just had conversations with these the actors of like this is what your character is like she like shows her journals from the time period to the and, and the letters from her uh, lover to to the woman who's who's playing the version of her in the movie and like based on that she like gives a performance wow and she'll be like in this scene you know just kind of like i don't know it, it it it's a really kind of loose but like in-depth approach that i was like i was gonna make a movie i'd steal that so the souvenir the souvenir souvenir. yeah Yeah. sweet very uh very good all right
0: uh well there's only a couple of pieces of business left We want to talk about uh what we're doing next yes cool um so we are uh before we leap uh into the uh uh cool waters of countdown to ecstasy
2: or countdown to the uh, countdown
0: to ecstasy. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we're going to uh, take a brief detour. Um, uh, next week we will be talking about, uh, from 2000, the fairly brothers movie, me, myself, and Irene. Yes. <laughs> uh, because it turns out that much of the soundtrack is steely Dan covers. Yes. Um, so yeah. So, uh, and that'll be once again, uh, the, the sole focus, uh, uh, of the episode. We won't be having picks uh, adjacent to that. Mm-hmm. Um so uh yeah, for you Farrelly Brothers fans, for you Jim Carrey fans, for you yeah. uh cover band fans. And we we may have guests. Yeah. If oh. we can if we can uh figure out some some folks that want to talk about silly Dan I Dan got I got silly some movies. people
2: in mind. Tight. Some some folks, some some curveballs, some big celebs. Ooh. Just I'm kidding, so I don't know any famous people. <laughs> Jack Bauer. <laughs> yeah We're gonna have Jack Bauer talk about uh Jim Carrey uh <laughs> yeah. and, admire his performance two actors <laughs> yeah in okay. conversation jim carrey is going to be on the episode folks <laughs> you heard sure. it here first <laughs> discovering the craft yeah. yeah
0: um cool yeah so uh so so that'll be our next episode um uh and uh we certainly can't leave without saying thank you very much to lauren and josh this yeah a real do you pleasure. do
2: you guys have any plugs that's a podcast
0: thing to do oh yeah would you like to shout out your your twitter handles or or oh, whatever sorry. or whatever so, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter and other things as serpa lerpa. Yeah. Yeah.
4: You can find me on Instagram at M. and we also have a sweet sweet angel babies Instagram if you want to see us do stuff.
0: Tight. We'll put those in the show notes.
2: If you guys are uh if listeners from far away or in town who don't know uh if you're if you're in the mood for a comedy show, uh I think you could uh can't do much finer than, than these two right here. Yeah, totally. Aww.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, yeah. Any, any other?
0: Do you have any plugs, Scott? <laughs> uh, NBA basketball. I need more people watching NBA
3: basketball. I need more
0: yeah. People to talk about NBA basketball. There
3: aren't enough. Yeah.
0: I that's the only sport I
4: watch is basketball but I only ever watch the finals hell yeah what,
0: what I have learned from this podcast before we get to what Dakota has learned what I have learned is that Josh and I need to be best friends yeah we both okay. like Kings we both like NBA basketball
2: and, and on the NBA note I did see Uncut Gems and it fucking rolled hell yeah hell <laughs> so, yeah uh, I wanted to squeeze that in too
1: this is how I win yeah
2: <laughs> I, w- I might go see it again I know right? that good? Let, me, yeah. let me know where you're yeah. going um, it's great yeah Joe plugs um I'm not on social media. Delete your Facebook. <laughs>
0: I did. Um, You're welcome. Oh, great. Yeah, there we go.
2: Um
0: uh we're we're uh, i'll plug the show we're, uh, we're we the show are still on twitter at stealing in the dan
2: at stealing in the dan uh follow it scott will <laughs> respond to whatever you say I, yeah. I i'm uh not on social media
0: and if you like joe are completely off of social media which is a, a totally reasonable position we do have a an email address at stealing in the dan at i'm off email too <laughs> no email <laughs> uh send joe uh smoke signals to his uh cave in the pyrenees yes <laughs> uh he was recently hanging out with with Richard Stanley, who had to leave to direct color out of space. That's right.
3: <laughs> I had to drive to Joe's house to find out where we were recording today.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't text. Uh,
2: I, I don't listen. <laughs> I just don't
3: listen.
2: My own
0: fucking world.
1: <laughs>
0: cool. Uh, well yeah thanks again guys and uh, before we leave uh, we uh, do like to check in with uh, producer Dakota Uh, give you the option you can say what what did you learn uh, this week from our musician friends who finally lent some knowledge to this podcast or what have you learned these many months uh, reviewing Can't Buy a Thrill
4: I'll do both I learned that this probably isn't jazz (laughs) (laughs) and most of all over the time that we've been doing the podcast I've learned that Steely Dan is two guys Steely <laughs> and Dan
0: still not true but so true that's that's beautiful <laughs> alright cool well uh, until next week we bid you adieu God, God bless us one and
2: God damn it. <laughs> cut that <laughs>